Well, as the nights draw out now, starting to enjoy that extra bit of sunlight, extra bit of daytime, there's nothing yeah. we like better than to record the Rock and Roll Football podcast. Yes, we certainly do. And what an afternoon of football it's been. That's a fair point, actually. I should have started more by going, oh, my word, what an amazing day in the FA Cup. But it yeah. just occurs to me that it's a bit lighter outside. And but it's, it's getting lighter, yeah, it's nice. You know, the seasons are changing, and we're here with you throughout the changing seasons. That's your, right. your friends and allies uh, we times. We cover the football season. Yeah. We occasionally pop up in the closed season. Yeah. We get excited by the pre-season. And we like a bit of seasoning on our food. Oh, well, yeah. lovely. You know what, yeah. I guess, I guess um, what we're in now, winter is pre-season for spring. Spring yeah, would be like, I'm in pre-season now. Um, yeah. Just started getting a bit of sunlight in the evening. Yeah. Uh, not ready to fully bloom the daffodils up yet, but, uh, you know, just having a few yeah. friendlies at the end of uh, February. Some, some rigorous exercise regime they've started now, yeah, spring, I'd imagine. Being sick on the training ground, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if if spring is anything like it was last year, we <laughs> being sick on the training ground. So yeah. today we have a lot of FA Cup action. We have the thrill, the romance, the magic, as well as frankly some crushings, high drama, and we go on the ground to Kidderminster. <gasps> yes, as well. we, we've got an inside man who we well, get in touch with. Very exciting. We have some amazing guests for you today: comedy titan Tommy Tiernan, but also. Groundsman for Kidderminster Harriers, who of course featured in that early kickoff, the yes. thriller at the AG between Kidderminster and West Ham United. Amazing. We get the lowdown on a game that never happened, featuring Bromley. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that was interesting, though, isn't it? Because you know we've got we're building up a following of Bromley going forward, so we need to know about them as they're our new team. So that's quite an interesting bit in the podcast. Yeah, we don't just have a lowdown; we also have a hoedown because we go to Nashville. Yeah, we do. It's all happening on the show today. It's the lowdown with the hoedown. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, what a start to the day. Non-league Kidderminster are about <laughs> 10 minutes away from knocking out one of the top teams in the Premier League. They're beating Amazing. West Ham 1-0. Oh. And Plymouth... Oh, I thought there were two oh. one down, but it's one all. Still one all, yeah. Yes, good, I thought that was good. a goal, but it wasn't. I was wrong. Oh, good, good. Well, still big upsets. These huge, and like, it's not like Chelsea and West Ham haven't put out strong teams. They've got fairly decent teams out today. It's just not happening, is it? West the Ham magic just, of the cup. Yeah, they just can't break Kidderminster down. But it's a no. big day of FA Cup and Premier League action, and here to preview it all is Matt mm. Dyson. Yes. Oh, 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 it's magic, you know. Never believe it's not so. Could that be what Scottish Rockers pilot were talking about all along? The magic of the cup. It's FA Cup fourth round weekend on Rock and Roll Football this afternoon. Just call me Mr. Magica. And after the magic was well and truly on display at Old Trafford last night, a curse on the Portuguese pixie Ronaldo and a handball that everyone in the world saw except the VAR hub at Stockley Park. We have the kiddie carpet men causing the hammer. Maximum ag at the ag <laughs> and the pilgrim 
Gems of Plymouth sailing their Mayflower into surprising Ooh. waters at Stamford Bridge, plus some exciting three o'clock kickoffs this afternoon as well. Hartlepool United of the fourth tier of English football looking to conjure up a giant killing at Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Brian Clough's first job in management was at Hartlepool's, mm. as the club was then known back in 1965. He said he didn't much fancy the place, but he took the job anyway. Now managed by Graham Lee in League Two, they knocked out Championship Blackpool at the Soup Direct Stadium in the third round. But will Soup Direct be supplying their threads at Wembley in May? Possibly an optimistic stadium sponsorship deal. <laughs> Elsewhere, to be frank, there's a meeting of Franks in an Ooh. all Premier League clash. Frank Lampard's Everton up against Brentford's Thomas Frank. Sadly, there'll be no Frank on Frank action as Thomas Whoa. has got COVID. So I can only talk to Frank on the telephone helpline. <laughs> Lovely. Go into this one fresh from signing Christian Eriksen. And Lampard wasted no time on deadline day, bringing in Deli Alley and Donny van der Beek. But will the Deli man do the Christian thing and carve off some sliced meats for the great van der Beek off? Not sure oh. if that means anything, uh, but it, it should be a good game. Elsewhere, top of the championship, Fulham are at the top of the Premier League, Man City. The Wiley Wolves welcome some canaries into their den as Norwich travel to Molyneux. And third, play fourth in the National League as our glory-hunting allegiances switch from Knox County to Bromley. The Ravens on the road at Halifax this afternoon. Michael Cheek, their talismanic striker, looking to continue his goal-scoring form. He's no bum, is Cheek. Ruddy and puffed up, ready to turn the other one with another one of his tra trademark cheeky finishes. <laughs> you got so excited about all your rude little bum cheek jokes. He's no bum cheek. <laughs> he loves <laughs> oh, so childish. What oh. a lovely highbrow start to the day. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I've got a very strange thing, and Ooh. it happened to me today. Oh, yeah. Is I, and it's genuinely him, so I'm going to tell you this. I see Bill Nye everywhere. <laughs> I, I saw him again today, and I see him. I never I see him see in the it. same spot twice. <laughs> I spotted Bill Nye across... Britain at least <laughs> ten times. <laughs> and I saw him wow. again today. I can't believe how often I see Bill mm. Nye. I've seen him a few times in Soho. He's, a, he's in Soho a lot, but he's, yeah. So he's like your most spotted celeb. I see him all the time. So I've seen him on the Strand in Mayfair in West Hampstead, today in Soho. A couple of years ago, I saw him in Glasgow. Wow. So it's literally everywhere. It's, I he can't must think believe it. He must think you're stalking him or something, presumably. Oh, yeah, do you think he's saying to you, Grant, oh, I keep seeing that um, Matt Ford chat yeah, I don't know if that sounds like what Bill Nye might sound like. But it's awful. Always looking at me in a way that I find quite disturbing. But, um, you know, I, I told Richard Kurt about really Kurt about this. Um, but I see him everywhere. Text me on 8.12.15 if you keep seeing Matt Ford. But I don't know if there is someone you always say, and it might not be a celebrity. But is there someone you see more than you... I mean, I shouldn't be seeing Bill Nye that often, should I? <laughs> you shouldn't. I mean, it's quite unusual that your your schedule always falls in, in sync with Bill Nye. It's quite weird, isn't it? The Glasgow <laughs> one was the weirdest, because it's the centre of London. You expect to see the odds for Yes, exactly, yeah. So you'd see, you'd see him in Soho, no problem. But the fact you happen to be in Scotland together at the same time, it's weird. Bonkers. So if there's someone that you always see around, and it might not necessarily be a celebrity, but if there's someone you always see a bit too often, who is it? Matt, Matt and you.
Rock and roll football. Someone's been in touch and said, my husband has just lost it driving, <laughs> listening to you, because he also sees Bill Nye in different places wow. to the point where he gets annoyed by it. This is... Ah. Well, are there more than one? Is there more than one Bill Nye? Right. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, God. She spends wow, all maybe. his day walking around Britain, maybe. maybe. He's got a twin. Maybe he's got an identical twin. Do we know he hasn't? I don't, or just very active social life. I, I mean, it's know. definitely him. It's not like I'm mistaken. <laughs> I always he's see quite Bill distinctive, Nye. isn't he? Yeah, you're not going to get Bill Nye mixed up with anyone, are you? That's Text on 8 12, 15 if you keep seeing Bill Nye. It's obviously <laughs> is a thing. If, at least two of us are suffering from this at the moment. <laughs> we can't both Nye be going watch. mad. Yeah, who else is involved? Nye watch. The end is nigh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I do see him everywhere. I just think, I can't, it's, of all the people, it's a really yeah. odd... Because it's not like, oh, I keep seeing Stuart Pearce everywhere. Mm, or Noel Gallagher. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's not like people that are uh, sort of out as idolising. Yes, it's, yeah, Bill I'm, Nye. I'm a, I'm a huge admirer of Bill Nye's work yes, and canon. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's a bit strange. Uh, are you on nodding terms yet with him? Do you think Do you think he's ever noticed you? No, I never try and say hello. It's no, more, no. can you believe it? It's yeah. Bill Nye again. Again. He's everywhere. Have you, have you seen him in the last 20 minutes? We need an update on Bill yes. Nye's location. where is he? Where is he? We need the coordinates. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Kev in Southampton's been in touch. My missus oh. saw Bill Nye in Piccadilly yesterday. Yes. And he was he's singing everywhere. to himself. Oh, was he? He says, not the Christmas song. <laughs> and he smiled at her. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. But he's everywhere. It's incredible. You've got to keep telling us where you sim, Bill Nye. 8, 12, 15. <laughs> at any point in your life. Maybe at some point all of us see him. Yeah. I mean, I have seen him a couple of times over the years. Where, yeah, where have I, you seen him? In Soho. He's often yeah. around in Soho. So I don't, but, that's, you know, it's better if we've seen him outside of showbiz central London, really, because that's when we'll really find out if he has got a, a doppelganger. Jackie in London says, One week last year, I kept seeing Grayson Perry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The thing is, if you walk around places like Hoxton and that, everyone looks like Grayson Perry, so you can't be sure. Whereas <laughs> Bill Nye actually is, is more uh, distinctive looking. Yes, but you've got to let yeah. us know where you've seen Bill Nye. Was he singing to himself? I mean, maybe... <laughs> I, I, I'm slightly worried that he's like a harbinger of doom. Like, you know, if you can yeah. smell... What oh. is it? If you can smell toast, you're about to have a heart yeah. attack or something. There's something bad this way comes if you see Nye in the street. Yeah. The end is Nye. <laughs> <laughs> Notts County are finally in action on a Saturday afternoon. Woo-hoo! In case you'd forgotten, they're still our grassroots Glory Hunters team who we're backing today. The Mighty Magpies away at Bromley. We're supporting Notts yeah. County for about three months now. Because <laughs> they never play on a Saturday afternoon. The half-time whistle has gone just after a goal. That goal was scored by Jude Arthurs of Bromley. The Mighty Magpies are trailing at half-time. We could be switching allegiances. Have you ever been to Bromley? <laughs> the Glade Shopping Centre is a particular high spot, yeah, a really particularly nice bit, and that's not far from the ground. So it looks like we're supporting Bromley next week. So if you're a Bromley fan, next week yeah. the, the the light of rock and roll football shall shine upon you. So that was last week, Bromley FC beating Notts County. We're now joined by one of Bromley's biggest fans, James Dodds. James, welcome to Rock and Roll Football. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Oh, it's an honour to have you on, James. So, James, for those of us that aren't fans of Bromley, sum up, what's it like being a fan of Bromley FC? Well, it's weird. Uh, recently, it's actually been um, unbelievable. We um, 
uh, we've traditionally been very, very much a non-league side. Uh, the last couple of years, we've actually been fighting for promotion in the Football League um, and come from probably getting crowds of about 300, 400 to, to pushing sort of 2,000. We actually got about 3,500 nice. like the last game against um, Notts County. I'm sure the temptation when you're growing up would, would support a bigger team. And obviously in London, you're not short of big teams you could have supported. You're not massively far, you know, miles away from Crystal Palace. So why pick yeah. Bromley and not a bigger club? So I have to, I have to be honest. When I was when I was younger, so I started from supporting Bromley 2005. When I was a bit younger, I sort of did what everybody else made did, unfortunately, and supported um, Manchester United. Boring, boring. But I was really, really keen to sort of be be a football supporter instead of a football fan. Actually, properly go to games, um, and uh, they played they played a cup final at the end of one um, at the end of one season. Uh, it was a really exciting game. They won three-two, and from from that point, I was absolutely hooked. And yeah, a, a couple of seasons in, um, I was I was I was just absolutely Bromley through and through. That is so um, cool. Oh, that is so oh, cool, James. You it's made refreshing the refreshing right to hear. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you still look out for United, or are you kind of are they like a dirty <laughs> um, secret? Well, I, look out, I look out for United. I had a, I had, a, I had a bit of a wry smile on Friday when they lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you're from Bromley. That that wasn't just a random choice. Yeah, no, I, I'm from Bromley. I was, I was born in Bromley. I pretty much lived there all my life. It's a lovely part of the world. Got a, got a great O'Neills in Bromley. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. There's, a, there's a brilliant O'Neills. Yeah, no. Um, it's a lovely good. borough. Yeah, it's a lovely borough. Yeah. And the gra- the nice great shopping centre. Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? What's this film, The Bromley Boys? That doesn't seem to paint a good picture. It says that the, it follows the worst team in British football. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was June. Probably what was um, really dark days of Bromley. It's. Um, it's based off a book of the um, experiences of a um, fan called Dave Roberts. Um, oh. but it was um, it was really really cool to um, to watch it, and it was there was a bit of buzz about it because you know you you never expect a club like Bromley to actually no. film that. Well, it's really exciting. We really hope you win against Halifax today, uh, yes. James, and we'd love to have you back on because you're our Glory Hunters team now, and if you win, you're our lucky omen. Excellent. No, I'm really keeping fingers crossed. To be honest with you, I take a point. Because we're, yeah. we're fourth in the league in Halifax for third. So yeah. there'll be a few eyes on it. So, yeah, fingers crossed we go and get a result. Well, we're all behind you, James. Thank you so much come for coming on. on. No worries at all. Come on, Bromley, indeed. Whoop, whoop. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. You're not going to believe this. While we were... Talking to our yeah. Bromley mate, James. The game got called off. I can't believe it. It's a bad omen. It's a really bad omen. Like, we're it? glory hunters. I think since we started doing this new feature, we've only caught about three games. Yeah. It we might be a flawed by concept. default. It, no, no, no. No, no, no. It's a great concept. It's just doing uh, it during a season of COVID and, you know, winter. Co- you know, winter why is it called off in Halifax? Is it just frozen pitch? Last minute pitch inspection. Yeah, oh, sad. Yeah, sometimes. oh, sad sometimes. <laughs> but big news. Yeah. A goal in the Ooh. FA Cup. It looks like Argyle's David and Goliath moment isn't going to happen because uh, oh! Marcus Alonso Big news! scored for Chelsea. What? What? There's a penalty at Stamford Bridge and it's going to go in Plymouth's favour. Is oh it? my wow, word! Amazing. We have to stay with this because Chelsea had just gone two one up. I thought it was all over uh, with the Marcus Alonso goal, but it's still on. And uh, West Ham Kidderminster is still one all. Five minutes of extra time to go. We could have penalties at the Agbra. 
We could. Actually, West Ham did have the ball in the net, but they were... Denied. ...by yes, the linesman or the referee's yes, assistant. Side decision, yes. So are they about to take this pen? While we wait, maybe it's gone to VAR. While we wait, more uh, Bill well, Nye news. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Lee says, hi, I'm Lee. And I saw Bill Nye eight years ago sitting at the bar in the Scotsman Hotel in Edinburgh when I was out for the day with my sister. And it freaked me out. Um, because we don't see many people here, many famous people here in Scotland. Wow. There's loads of famous people in Scotland. Kevin Bridges, yeah. uh, Bill, Billy Connolly, Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah. Especially during the Edinburgh Braveheart. Festival. Braveheart? You, you can't move for celebs. At Mel Gibson, Festival. he's there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Loads of famous. Simon Donnelly. Yes, exactly. All mates of the show. Uh, someone else said, I saw Bill Nye in the drinks department at Fortnum's. I mean, to be oh, fair, that's wow. exactly where you expect to see him. Mm. He's, uh, he's really high-end establishments in London or Scotland. That's what we've established about him. Someone else here says, I want sat next to Bill Nye in the Wolseley restaurant near Green... Uh, I see yes, that small. again. That's next to the Ritz, isn't it? You're really high-end places. There's the only place... I mean, that's like saying, I saw Boris Johnson at Downing Street. Yes. In the garden, exactly. yeah. Getting on it. <laughs> More like, right, they're going to take this penalty now. Oh, there my word. Go, yes. Oh, it was saved. Oh, no. It's Day over. ruined. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. One less sighting of Bill Nye. Oh, yes. <laughs> Catherine says, I've seen Bill Nye. Is it... <clears throat> Chaconis? Cachonis? Oh, right. I don't know. Oh, all right. You go there, Oh, it's in Mayfair. No, I've never heard You're of right. it. Oh, no. yeah. Cachonis in Mayfair. Yeah, Cachonis? No, never heard <laughs> oh, of it. Oh, another goal! Oh! John Stones has scored for Man City after coming from a goal down the net. 2 1 up against Fulham. Uh, someone else says, hey, lads, Bill Nye has an amazing voice narrating Meerkat Manor. I've never seen him, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> They've signed up and saying, love you, bye. <laughs> Thank you very much, yes. whoever you are. Yeah, because the person that saw him at Cachoni's in Mayfair says he likes to chat with you. He's very friendly. So, Bill Nye, if you see him in the wild, you should approach him. Yeah, they have, made him sound, <laughs> they have made him sound like he's at the zoo, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's very sociable, actually. Yes, he's yes. one of the Western Bill Nyes. They're, they're, they're kind of... Um, <laughs> oh, you can't so touch cool. him, but you can talk to him. And he's fine with that. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up for the Hard Time Entertainment. We are delighted to be joined by a true genius, the phenomenal comedian, Perrier Award winner, Tommy Tin. And Tommy, welcome to the show. That was so long ago, Mac. Perrier was. <laughs> it's, like it's like some treaty from the 1800s between <laughs> the Sioux the Indians. It's not even called the Perrier Award anymore. It's, I think it's, it's the HSBC Award for the contribution to uh, financial comedic excellence. <laughs> Thank you for all the nostalgia. That like, <laughs> but if I paid any attention to it, I'd be so weighed down with fond remembrances of my own previous ability that I wouldn't be able to walk up on stage tonight uh -huh. with anything new to say. And you've obviously I achieved a lot since um, uh, Star of Derry Girls and many other things as well. And as you say, yeah, tonight... It's too late, Matt. It's too late. It's oh, too late. Uh, uh, you've done stuff <laughs> since the 90s, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I feel like this has ended up turning into an insult. Yeah. The only, thing, the only thing to do as a true artist is really to change your name, appearance, gender and ethnicity uh, every yes. four years. 
so that you appear as a new comic. Oh, wow, great. 10 or 15 times over the course of your career. So I'm going to go for Peru. I'm going to go okay. for Peruvian. <laughs> Well, you please welcome the <laughs> Peruvian 2022 Newcomer of the Year. <laughs> well, your, your, your Irish and UK tour is almost sold out. There, are, I think there are a few tickets left for the um, Hammersmith Apollo, but a lot of the others are yes, just, the, the tickets yes, are gone. There are thousands of tickets left for Margate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in March. That's on the 27th of March at the Margate Theatre Royal. So maybe, yeah. you know, we could all go down there. We could all have a, a road trip. I'm thinking of holding the gig outdoors in public just to get over the... Uh, it's going to be a small house in Margate, but that's that's, um, <laughs> that's, a, con- that's a contractual obligation that I will fulfil. Right. <laughs> that's very good of you, yes. Um, outreach work, really, for the, for the wonderful people of Margate. Um, Tommy, you're also a Liverpool fan. Obviously, the last yes. few years have been, um, you know, without being too nostalgic about Liverpool, the best they've had really since the, the 1980s. How do you see the next couple of years going for Liverpool? Well, it's just, it's just, just a phenomenal soap opera of the, the Premier League at the moment. What I find unusual about Manchester City is it's very hard to attach a story to them. So there's a story with United, there's a story with Liverpool, you know, there are stories connected to Newcastle and uh, lots of clubs like that. But Manchester City, there's an odd kind of disconnect between the brilliance of the team now and the folklore of the club. It kind yeah. of seems there's an odd gap there they're very difficult to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're very good to watch. <laughs> I mean, they're phenomenal, uh, but they all seem like just very wealthy strangers. Sometimes you can't even see them on the pitch, just aware of the ball moving in <laughs> quick triangles. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whereas Liverpool, obviously, a lovely bold red. Oh, fantastic. It's just, it's, it's dynamic. Even Man United, uh, there's a touch of evil uh, coming off them, but it's a good story. There's a Darth Vader... <laughs> Of the Premier <laughs> well, that's the, I guess that's the you know the joy of supporting Liverpool, isn't it? Is you occasionally win the Champions League and the Premier League, and that's a wonderful thing. But also, the decline of Manchester United is probably what's keeping you going more. Uh, uh, if I had a choice between reading two articles, one about how fantastic Liverpool are, and one about how terrible United are, I think I'd be more tempted to read the United one. Tommy, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure talking to you. you you're, you're a real comedy icon to a lot of us here, so thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Former England and United star David Beckham has revealed that when Victoria is out, um, he has a secret treat. Yeah. And it is <laughs> a T-bone steak. Yes. Oh, no messing. Yeah, I think she only eats fish, apparently, I, I heard once that um, when she when uh, David Beckham used to have a Nando's black card and they would go in there together she would only eat fish and she would put it on the grill and have it with vegetables so every night she just eats fish and vegetables so he needs to have some steak every now and again sounds like a right laugh um, yeah. but yes he, uh, that's his secret treat now um, <laughs> careful how we word this what do you do when your partner's at the house what is your secret little oh. habit <laughs> Do you have anything, Dyson? <laughs> my secret little habit. Well, yeah. It's so rare that I get time to myself in my house with uh, my wife, three kids, and three pets. But when I do, I, I like the sim- it's very simple. The pleasures uh, they are frankfurter <laughs> sausages. Yeah, and what do you do Frank- with them? <laughs> <laughs> I simply eat frankfurters. Katie hates frankfurters. The um, the reformed meat nature of the sausage. Yeah. I always have them. Well, everyone deserves I'll, a I'll second chance. Like they're reformed. I'll have- <laughs> I'll have, I'll have some Angel Delight, 
but I'll add twice the milk to make it a milkshake. And then I'll watch Rick Stein on telly. And that, that's how I relax. Hang on. So, on in what format do you have the Frankfurters? Do you put them into a bun or do you just have them... No, I just have them like with some some pasta or something, like a sort of studenty meal. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pasta. Yeah. I just love Frankfurters. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Them. Yeah, I love them. They're so salty and nice. But um, and maybe some American mustard as well. Yes. Them, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Dyson, you win. Yeah. Yeah, why? What do you do? Well, I just have like <laughs> snacker jacks with a slice of cheese. It's sort of oh, like some extra crisps. Still, yeah. Still good. Still I basically good. raid the crisp department, is what I do. Oh, Ooh, yes. maybe I'll get some like wraps and have like cheese. I mean, mine are quite. Mine sound really boring compared to yours. Well, compared to David Beckham, they're both pretty boring, aren't they? Against yes, it really... on T-bone steak. It really did descend. T-bone steak, frankfurters, <laughs> snacker jacks. <laughs> yeah. I am pathetic. Yeah, I need to get a yeah. new habit. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Megan Katie says, My secret habit when my mum and dad pop out the house is a delightful crisp sandwich, preferably oh. quavers or Walker's cheese and onion slash ready salted. I have no shame. Sorry, mum. Sorry, dad. <laughs> what a way to break it to him. But it's uh, <laughs> that's quite a wholesome habit, isn't it? A lot of it is food-related. I mean, is there anything that's not food? You know, sometimes what I do is I just like to sit in my tracksuit Mm. And just put yeah. my feet up on the coffee table. Oh. Feels quite naughty, doesn't it? <laughs> I sort of just <laughs> plonk myself there like a hamster in front of the telly and <laughs> just sort of stuff my face with yeah, chilly heatwave Doritos. Do you not normally put your feet up on the coffee table? I thought that's what they're for, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> think parents of another country would say no. They'd say, get your feet off the coffee table. They'd say it's not a footstool. Oh, yeah, and then and put down a cup of coffee with no coaster. <laughs> put that on there as well. Really really go for it. Sky Sports News is my kind of, like, default. I'm just like, oh, yeah. home alone, stick Sky Sports News on, plonk myself in a tracksuit in front of the telly, eat you're a load of crisps. You, you're living the life. I don't think you ever grow out of a desire no. for crisps and sports news. <laughs> Matt, Matt and you, rock and roll football. It's half-time in the FA Cup and elsewhere, Matt Dyson. What are your pick of the half-time scores? Uh, well, just before half-time, Norwich actually got a goal in the All-Premier League tie at... Burnley. Uh, Wolves, oh, yeah, well, Wolves, yeah. <laughs> One minute into added time, Kenny McLean pops up. The Canaries, 1-0 up at Molyneux. Uh, elsewhere at half-time in the afternoon games, Man City are still uh, beating Fulham 2-1 after the Championship leaders took a, an early lead in that game. And Everton are beating Brentford 1-0 in, in Frank Lampard's first game in charge. A new manager bounce appears to be on the cards. Kenny McLean sounds like a country music singer. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's Oh, Kenny McLean in Nashville. <laughs> Kenny McLean. I must say, I'm not 100% sure who he is, but uh, yeah, Billy Gilmore got the assess assist. Uh, he Kenny sounds McLean. like a country singer. Billy Gilmore <laughs> yeah. and Kenny McLean. Yeah, the, yeah. the new highwayman, right enough. Yeah, having a hoedown at Molyneux this <laughs> afternoon. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I got into country music after listening to Johnny Cash and drinking a wee bit of Jack. <laughs> That's a drink, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Those canaries love the moonshine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm Kenny McLean. This is my good friend, Billy Gilmore. <laughs> we like oh, nothing wow. more than going down the rum shack and doing a bit of line dancing. <laughs> and when we ain't doing that, we're scoring goals in the Premier League. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I imagine they sort of expectorate at the end, but... Um, <laughs> 
Kenny McLean. If anyone can tell me how... He sounds like he's the sort of man that um, mm. would have a nickname at the start of his name. You know, sometimes it's in the middle, like Phil the Power Tainer. He'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good Kenny McLean. <laughs> That's right, ma'am. I'm good Kenny McLean. <laughs> Hard rocking Kenny McLean. Here. You better yeah. lock up your mama's good Kenny McLean's in town. Lock up your grandma's too. They're like, uh, they're like my music. You used to call it the devil's music back in the day, but uh, I'm 19. I got no idea why I talk like this. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. We're joined now by a very special guest, head groundsman at Kidderminster Harriers, who oh. featured at the heart of the FA Cup today, Brad Jeffries. Brad, firstly, commiserations. I know, it's been an emotional roller coaster of the day. I'm very mentally drained now. Yes, but it must be such a privilege to have your excellent groundwork live on TV. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. I mean, we had, we've had the highlights packages the past few rounds, and it's obviously the first game we've had live, so... And, and, and ahead of a big game like this, do you do anything differently to the pitch than you would for a normal league game? No, not really, to be fair. I, I don't like to lower standards, so, you know, I, I treat this exactly the same as, as what I would if the academy were playing here, or... I put down a spray to make the picture a bit greener. Nice. Oh, nice touch. So, oh, it's got a bit banksy. Yeah, there was a few bobbles. Yeah. I noticed the, uh, the ball there bobbling a few <laughs> times, you know, but, I mean, I don't think that's your fault, you know. Partly is mine, but, I mean, yeah, 100... <laughs> 120 minutes of football uh, on a pitch. Exactly. That, I think that's the 37th game we've had this year, so I'll take that. Yeah. And yeah. are there any tips from your from being a head groundsman, understanding what you know about soil and grass and everything, that people could apply to their gardens? Oh, yes. Oh, um, I think <laughs> fertiliser. I mean, fertiliser. I mean, I, nice. So, yeah, maybe you can add a bit of fertiliser and stuff in the summer. And so if not, just some green spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Green spray paint, green dye. Um, <laughs> and now, you know, make it look a bit better. Brad, finally, obviously, you're the centre of a national news story today. It's a real shame that it didn't work for you. But for you personally, it must have been amazing having all those big names down there. Did you get to meet anyone like Alan Shearer? <laughs> yeah, I had a photo of Alan Shearer. Oh. I'm a big Villa fan, so I met Dion Dublin. Oh, oh Just talked about Holmes under the hammer, really. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> did he give you any tips? <laughs> Not really, no. But I mean, West Ham took it seriously, and I think the team that they finished with was pretty much the same sort of starting line that we'd have in a Premier League game, so everyone's very complimentary and very nice and very respectful. So. Well, Brad, all of them played on your pitch. Every single one of them. Yes. Declan Rice could only score the goal he scored because of the, the, the ground beneath yeah. his feet, and that was your <laughs> domain. If Simo would have saved that, that would have been saved of the century. He absolutely rocketed that top corner. It was amazing. I know, but sadly, he, he didn't. Um, <laughs> but the pitch was carpet-like, wasn't it? At the home of the carpet men. You know, the birthplace of the carpet. Pitch was carpet-like. Yeah, uh, second-hand carpet-like. And then, extra time, it got a little bit more you know, potholed. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, this has been such a treat, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem, any time. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Frank Lampard's Everton are currently 1-0 up at home to Brentford and Lampard's stamping his authority on his new club. He's got a new set of fines, which include yeah. £1,000 of being late for a meeting or training. But I agree with that. Yes, I think it's perfectly fine. Apparently he fined one player for stopping to tie his laces on the first day of training. And, that, and that, that's what made him late, I think. So, yes. I mean, it seems harsh. It would seem an odd thing to fine you for tying up your laces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise he's going to trip over, you know. That's not going to be Yeah, and sense. another £1,000 for tucking in your shirt. 
Yes, yeah. And you've got to follow the dress code. You've got to travel on the bus. He's fine obsessed, Frank. He used to do this at Chelsea as well, I think, didn't he? Well, apparently the player had to have the £1,000 on Frank's desk the following day, and you think... But you can't get £1,000 out of that short notice, can you? Oh, yes. Well, yeah, exactly. Maybe he's going to transfer it into his account. Or the the club's account. I wonder if he's got one of those, like, contactless machines that taxi drivers have now. That's right, I just tap it. Those little white ones. Yeah, those little white ones that everyone can get now, yeah. Because what's the contactless limit? 100 quid? Yeah, Yeah, tap it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, just eight more taps. That's it. That's it. Good boy. Uh, But what would you find people for? Text us on 81215. It could be your partner. It could be your parent child, it could be members of the public. <laughs> Dyson, do you have any arbitrary finds um, you'd like to dole out? I would probably find people who don't have silent mode engaged on their phone. Uh, you know, like you can hear the text alerts, the oh. pings, and sometimes the ones where you're on the train and you can hear the typing sound. Oh, I hate that typing sound. Well, you know what's mad oh, is? It annoys... so unnecessary. It annoys me as a stranger and it kind of annoys you. How does it not annoy them? I know, it must be so annoying for them. Yeah, it's awful. Horrible noise. If you're going to text in... Please only do it in silent mode. Yes, in silent. (laughs) The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Kevin said cyclists should be fined £1,000 on the spot for jumping red lights or face six months in prison. Oh, Kevin, wow. I think Kevin drives a car. Yes, I think he That's my guess. Yes. Uh, Yeah, Uh, Tom Corbett on Twitter says people who share their Wordle results on social media. (laughs) I mean, they're issued with a Lampard fine straight away. One grand. Totally agree. I mean, I would... There's lots of people I would... The COVID has kind of really ramped this up for me. Runners who don't, like, move out of the way. If you're walking on a pavement, it's up to the runner to move. Yes. Because this is primarily for walking. You're choosing to use the pavement as a gym. It's incumbent mm. on you to accommodate yes. other people. And also those runners who sneak up behind you and breeze you, almost almost touch you as they pass. Mm, yeah, it's like, out of order. We've all had our jabs now. Well, most people have. And we're starting <laughs> to move out of this and life is opening up, etc. But still, I don't want your sweat and yeah. your lung breath all over me. Oh, just grim. run out. The, just give me some space. Yeah, run around me. You're getting more exercise that way anyway. That, you should be happy with that. Oh, I tell you, I don't, think, I don't think financial fines are enough for how I feel when those people do that. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel, I feel a very um, medieval desire rising Ooh, inside me. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, I'd get instruments from, you know, oh, in museums and set them on oh, these people. I don't yeah. even think Frank Lampard goes that far. Oh, I would <laughs> chain them up in dank cells. I'd go real, yeah. like, man in the eye mask. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably see this and go, you know, just apologise. <laughs> and they wouldn't. And I'd go, mate, please... I'd be like him, you know, Lindsay Hoyle, the uh, Speaker of the House of Commons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Steady on now. All right, take it back now. Please, (laughs) ask the Honourable Member, please. Just say, just say, just say, in your opinion, in Miss Wonder House. That's all you have to say. And it's all fine. So funny now, because obviously it's all going off there. And we had Burko, and he's gone. And Lindsay Hoyle is more like, he's more like the landlord of the Rover's Return than he he is. is, Hey, steady on, Baldwin, or you're bad. (laughs) Right, now, Prime Minister, what was it? Two pints of Newton and Ridley and a bag of insulted. Yeah, and it was a work meeting. Hey, steady on now. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
Something annoyed you this week? Need to get it off your chest? Email it to footballeratabsoluteradio.co.uk and one of the Roy's will rant about it. Hodgson and Keane at your service. Roy's rants on rock and roll football. Yes, welcome back once again to the Seance of the Living. Anthony has contacted us via email, uh, football at absoluteradio.co.uk and wants to know what one of the Roy's thinks about Valentine's Day. Anthony suggests it's a pointless day, but does Roy agree? Big fan of it myself. Well, but I'm romantic. I'm very romantic with my woman. But my issue with it is not so much, you know, you get these soothsayers who say, oh, Christmas is all commercialised now, it's all about consumption and capitalism and all that. I've never took that view. I think it's nice that we can never wait. On uh, the 14th of February, uh, St. Valentine, who, uh, of course, <laughs> we know who St. Valentine was, don't we? He invented Clinton cards, <laughs> the first CEO of Clinton cards, and Fulton's chocolates. He invented a rectangular piece of chocolate that Fulton's would, I say, message onto for you at no extra cost. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, Darwin, or something like that. <laughs> I understand why people are cynical. We're not being told, you know, we're the British, don't we? We, we act against authority. Uh, oh, don't yeah. tell me, don't tell me what to do, mate. Don't tell me, uh, old chum, that I'm just being romantic. You know, what about your missus or your husband or your partner or whatever, you know? Oh, you got you got to tweet him today. You go, well, he's been a blooming idiot yesterday. I'm not in the mood for a heart-shaped box of chocolates. Mm. Yeah, I suppose well. it's awkward when you go out for dinner and everyone else is out there and you think, oh, you know, oh, look at them at table three, you know, get a bit hot and heavy over there. Well, I feel like I'm hot on point over here. You know. <laughs> but then uh, I suppose oh. I, I have the upper oh. hand because there are three of them on my table. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, I'm quite the Lafarbio, oh. Dyson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll get up to stuff that'll make you black girdle, mate. It's oh, Ray Lewington out. Well, what if you're. Well, 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 what if you're polyamorous? It must be a nightmare, you know. Oh, I'm going to yeah. buy 17 cards from my lovers, you know. Ooh, you know, do I have a favour among, uh, among the harem? I'll find myself a plonk to the middle of, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's difficult if you're a, a loveless relationship, but, that, but that's not Valentine's fault, is it? Uh, the, you know, the woot cause is your, your twatting relationship. You, know, you have no exit strategy, you know. <laughs> Relationships are like war, you know. They're very excited at the start, but at some point, you know, you need yeah. an exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, or you can negotiate the peace, and uh, you know uh, your troops yes. effectively are, are nation builders. If only, if only every relationship was more like Kosovo and less like Iraq, I suppose <laughs> would be the would be the dream, wasn't it? You know, going there the with dream. with uh, noble ambition, and then actually lead to a transition of power that uh, you know could transform a nation for for the better. <laughs> I don't think that really comes in. I don't write that on your Valentine's card. I don't blame me. 
Well, Roy on the radio the other day said, oh, you know, you want my Kosovo, darling. <laughs> <laughs> People there, wagamabas, you know, it all goes south on Valentine's going, oh, it's turned into a mark again. You thought, oh, what a flippin' hell are you talking about? But, you know, in conclusion, I, I'm a romantic. I shall be taking my uh, nearest and nearest to Cafe Wooj. <laughs> <laughs> Text from Fishcake in Barnsley. I guess it's... What a great uh, nickname. And uh, that, oh, yes. oh, I guess you could be christened Fishcake, couldn't you? Yes, you could, certainly. First name Fish, second name Cake. Yes, yeah. Oh, we're <laughs> having a son called Cake. What should we call him? Uh, yes. Fish. <laughs> um, rock. <laughs> Victoria. Yes. Could be a sister. Fish and Victoria. Yes. <laughs> he said, uh, from Barnsley, half and half scars should warrant life in oh. jail. Oh, yes, of course. Agreed. Okay, well said. Yeah, nice. Good point. Completely agree. Uh, not a nice thing to see in football. Oh, Billy says fines for anyone who's yapping on the phone when they walk up to a cafe or shop counter to order. I oh, totally agree. In yes. fact, if you're in a... Sh- if you're, Focus if you're, on one thing. Exactly. Yeah, come on. Just don't be on your phone. All- I mean, also, who has phone calls these days? Yeah, exactly. Who are, you t- who are you talking to that's so important? Ugh. It's just your mum probably on the phone, isn't it? Don't act like you're special. Actually, my mum is one of the few people I answer the phone to. <laughs> yeah. Because at least yes, then I know we're going to have a chat. Usually if it's a man, I'm just like, oh, what are you yeah, ringing why, for? Why are you calling me? Just text oh, me. This is yeah. what WhatsApp's for. There's no need to ring each other anymore. Yeah, so fines for people that want to have a conversation with you. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Just a fine for anyone, for any social interest. Just leave everyone alone. <laughs> We're going to prison. Rock and roll football. Podcast done. Woo! What a show that was. What a ride through the FA Cup fourth round and other competitions. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, it really seemed like there was going to be a lot of upsets early on in the day. Uh, and uh, I felt the excitement. It was palpable, wasn't it? The football it was. excitement. I was slightly upset there wasn't a bit more action at Norwich because I really enjoyed doing the um, uh, yes, the, names. the impression, the impression of yeah. uh, McLean and Billy Gilmore. Yeah. I got so much pleasure out of that. <laughs> it really, really was it in the Premier League? It was. It's in the FA Cup, but they're both in the Premier That's League. That's right. Because so, yeah. I was like, I didn't think it was in the Premier League. No, yeah, but I mean, Kenny McLean and Billy Gilmore are both broad Scotsmen, aren't they? I think. But I mean, yeah. I, I prefer. I wish they would change their accents to become southern country singers. But a lot of people in Scotland do like country music, so it kind of it kind of makes sense. Ah, yeah, they're more of a, more of a Kaylee than a than a, a barn dance, I suppose. Kenny McLean and dance. Billy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet your acquaintance, man. <laughs> on this side of that, uh, that their podcast, I mean, back in my day, all I needed was a transistor radio and a bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> that was only if they're out of jack, of course, and when I'm in town, they always are at the end of the night. <laughs> Not at the start, man. But we don't cause no trouble or nothing. We're good boys, God-fearing folk. And we like a country music, and we like beating Wolverhampton Wanderers and that there if we couple of yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I better uh, hop back on that horse of mine right out of town. 
<laughs> Dustin, I want to tell you, it's been a real honor uh, oh, broadcasting alongside you today. It's been great to meet you, Kenny. A big fan of your work. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. It means a lot coming from an old sea dog like you, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the boys very influenced by your stuff on The Breakfast Show, you know. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I've, I've watched your career from back in the Rangers days, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Breaking through. Those Rangers, you know. You get yeah. them all over Texas. That's why I fit in so well. I said, hey, guys, if I'm going to play for one of those British soccer clubs, it better be the Rangers because, uh, you know, I, I I got done for wrestling a few years back. It's been serious now. It's a very dark time in my life. Uh, I do joke about my whiskey consumption. I, I tend to go quite light on it these days. It's more part of the wider brand, but... Uh, Life lesson for you folks, if you're a promising country singer or a Premier League soccer star, don't get involved in no cat rustling. Because I tell you, those Rangers, they hit hard. I'm talking about the Glaswegian ones now. Yeah. I was more scared of them. I said, Edgy, the Texas Rangers ain't got nothing on you boys. And they said, seriously now, you're being quite rude about that there Glasgow. Well, that was fun. Wow. Oh, Kenny's going to get a Glasgow kiss if he carries on. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> I guess see y'all next week. See y'all. As they say howdy, what do they say for goodbye as American country singers? Guess I'll be on my way. Yeah. Cheerio now. Cheerio, is what they say. Yeah. I guess so. Tatty bye. <laughs> Teddy bye be back soon. I miss you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>